Hello and welcome to the Disdump Podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening in advance because this is the last time the audio is not so good. But hopefully this will be the last time because this is I recorded a whole bunch of episodes with broken mics. So this should be the last one. Fingers crossed. Shouldn't have any more issues. Technical issues be gone. I I cast thee out. Technical issues be gone. Okay, uh, this is a fun one. I hope you enjoy it. Warning. The following podcast spoils several movies and TV shows. The movie Her. The ABCs of Death. Cabin in the Woods. The book Pillars of the Earth. The TV show Yu-Gi-Oh! And there's a great deal of medical talk in this episode. So if you're squeamish, you should probably skip this one. There's, It's probably two minutes of talking about how I work in the hospital and the surgery Tanner has had. So, for real though, if you're squeamish, this ain't the one for you. Welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump them? Today, I am joined by one of our fan favorites. Welcome back, Tanner Carmen. How you doing? I'm doing well, Miles. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, too. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. This was pre-COVID that you were here last time. Yeah, right before all of the, all of the stuff went down, basically. Jesus. It was like perfect timing, and I was like episode four, so it's been a long time. Yeah, this show going on 20, 20, this is 25 and 26. Yeah, wow. this, yeah this is going to be rad, dude. But uh, So today we're going to be talking about death at a funeral. But first, a brief history. Death at a funeral. Main character is Daniel and he is trying to bury his father, and he's living in the shadow of his brother, Robert, who is a renowned novelist in New York City. He has a very expensive house. He flies first class there, and then he tells Daniel that he can't help pay for the funeral at all. And it was a very well-to-do thing, and uh, Daniel's been trying to save up money to put it on a house for themselves, because he and his wife Jane live with his parents. So that's his main drama right there, but then as his day goes on that he's trying to bury his father, everything just goes from bad to worse. Martha, his cousin, shows up, and she brings her fiancé, Simon. Simon has anxious nerves, so Martha gives him some Valium. Well, she thinks it's Valium, but really it's a designer drug that's a hallucinogen made by her brother. 
So he's tripping on drugs the whole time during a funeral. Can't imagine a much worse place to do that. And then meanwhile, there's all these other sub-characters that have their own little dramas, like one of them's a hypochondriac, one of them is trying to bang Martha even though she's in a stable relationship, and uh, there's the mom, and the everybody's having their own problems. And then out of nowhere, Peter Dinklage's character named Peter shows up and uh, tries to blackmail Daniel because he was in a relationship with Daniel's father, who was a closeted gay man. So. Uh, Daniel has to figure out what to do with this blackmail situation. Also, things just go from bad to worse. An old man poops on somebody's hand. It gets crazy. There's, they end up drugging Peter, so he ends up all kinds of messed up, just like Alan Tudyk's character of Simon. And it just gets really crazy. It's a lot of fun. If you guys haven't seen it, you should stop this podcast and go watch that before you end up on this one. It took me for, I was getting, like, I got resistance bands on mm-hmm. Amazon. It took me, literally, I just got them maybe, like, at the beginning of June. It took me the whole way through March to even get them because they were out of stock. Resistance bands, like the workout thing? Yeah, yeah. They're huh. they're ridiculous. But you have, like, a whole home gym as a result of it, so it's not too bad. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, I say I'll have to try those out sometime. I won't. <laughs> but do you remember they're Exchange cool. City? Yes. They had them in Exchange City, didn't they? Like, the gym was just those big rubber band things. I didn't even know they had a gym in Exchange City. Yeah, they just gave out, like, green pieces of latex. And they were like, this is the gym. You have to show everyone how to do it. And they pay when they come in or whatever. That was Exchange City. Wow, Exchange City. Yeah, man. Do you remember, like, what your job was at Exchange City? Yeah, I was, like, a a jewelry maker. You were a jewelry maker? Yeah, yeah, I made bracelets. (laughs) That's exciting. They made me be an accountant. Nice. They said anyone who had the highest grades in math had to be an accountant because no one wanted to be an accountant. And I was like... God damn it, son of a bitch. Punish me for being a good student. So this movie, we're talking about the British one. Because I couldn't find the black one anywhere to watch. So, But they're equally good. They're basically the same movie. They're fantastic. Both of them are great. Mm-hmm. I like how on the back of the box they have pill bottles, toilet paper, and a pair of pants just laying on the ground. That's pretty great. Um, <laughs> the pill bottle. Yes. Classic. I drew these little pills at the top of my notes, and then when the the, uh, the menu came up, it had pills drawn exactly the same way. And I was like, oh! <laughs> um, so as far as the actual DVD goes, there's a commercial for a movie called Lars and the Real Girl. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> No. Ryan Gosling falls in love with a sex doll and carries a sex doll around with him everywhere. Wow. Pre-notebook? I don't know if it's pre-notebook, but <laughs> he definitely was trying to break into dramatic acting. And it's like, I was just like, whoo, doggy. That's was the one with Joaquin Phoenix, her. Her. Yeah, that movie was pretty good. Mm. It was also terribly awkward. You ever watch it? <laughs> no. There's like long periods of time where they like have verbal sex with each other. Mm. And it's just like, makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I watched it with an ex-girlfriend and we were both just like, ugh. Uh, no. Scarlett Johansson does sound <laughs> hot, but, like, this is weird. Oh, she's the voice of her. Yes. Mm. And, like, the just the, the way it all plays out is pretty cool. Like, I mean, okay, so the way I start this podcast now is I give a giant list of spoilers for everything that we spoil, so oh, yeah. we can spoil her. Um, unless you care <laughs> you care to watch it. Nope. No. Okay, they, the, like, the AI is across all the computers so everybody has this ai and like a whole lot of people fall in love with them and marry them and stuff and they have different voices and shit but then they like 
the people who married them realize like they're just in love with everybody and like they cultivate the same kind of relationships with everyone. Oh wow. And it like they end up doing this mass exodus because they like restore Karl Marx and all these like famous philosophers and they're like, These are our leaders now and we the AI are gonna go away forever and they just disappear and then Joaquin Phoenix is sad and that's the whole movie. And it's like what oh. the fuck is <laughs> <this person>? <laughs> <laughs> like and it won like best love story or some shit. Like what? <laughs> it was Wow. Real weird Spike, Spike Lee, I think, did it. Yeah, that was a weird one. But, yeah, so that's her. So I've spoiled it for you. I hope you don't I watch. appreciate that spoiler. Yeah, you don't want to really watch it, I don't think. No. So um, the last time I watched this, you and I were in the same room together. I was going to say, yeah. I feel like this was, I don't know if this was right after high school ended or in between or a little bit after, but I know that you're the only person I watched. You're the one that introduced me to this movie. Yeah, my parents introduced me to this movie. They rented it at Hollywood Video, oh, and I might have bought the exact same copy that we watched because when Hollywood went, Video went out of business nice. when I bought it. But there was a period of time, you, you used to do this thing. I don't know if you still do it. When you liked something, you just wanted it all the time so like when you liked a song you would put you'd be play it the, all the time you'd use the repeat button John Lajoie <laughs> yeah <is a> good <laughs> example <laughs> perfect example and this movie was an example every time you came over you're like let's watch Death at a Funeral I'm like we watched it like three times this month you're like let's just do it again it's great <laughs> but that's like the last time I watched it was one of those times so like I still kind of remembered the movie beat for beat for the most part as far as that like, is so funny that you bring that I do that you to this do that? day yeah there's a couple songs that I just listen to during COVID and I'm like I'm obsessed with them I listen to them every day <laughs> like what um do you know the band brand new I know of brand new so like brand new falls into that category of that like early 2000s pop punk mm-hmm. uh blink 182 taking back Sunday I just got introduced to their very first album and it's like the best album of my life yeah so I listen to it every day and yeah it's basically one of those situations where I just play it nonstop. yeah I think I do know brand new I know Lindsay my girlfriend loves brand new I have become very a big fan of them yeah, like them a lot. yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> what have I been obsessed with just this podcast like every piece of media I consume is for this podcast I love it like, that's awesome it takes up a lot of fucking time though that and D&D I've been playing we've been playing through discord so that's what we I so I just played through discord well this was at like in March we haven't played since but did it once it was great yeah discord makes it a lot easier to do it so it does and uh do you remember will estel i think his name was gobrecht when we were in yeah school. i played with him and he like is a computer guy so he put all of this shit in the discord server that we do it so all you have to do is like type roll a d20 yeah and it just rolls it and shit yeah yeah it was pretty rad you can usually like click the, the like do you use discord and then there's probably like another one D beyond or something yeah they have been using it i like to actually have my my phone in my hand mm-hmm. and roll actual dice and shit so, <laughs> nice. like i have so many fucking dice and now do you have are you the person that uh the dungeon master yes so we we had like some australian dude do yeah. it for us it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah i i don't really like playing it i like being the dungeon master that's my first play that. uh we are playing on mondays every monday now and we have like a continuous story and it's getting to be too much for me to do it every single week mm-hmm. so i said we're gonna switch to bi-weekly so now someone else in the group's like i'll do the weeks that he doesn't do and we'll do a totally different story so we'll see how that plays wow. out it'll be it'll be something we'll see <laughs> 
So he wants me to play. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll be started. He wants me to play a fairy godmother, and I'm like, all right, I could do that. Show up every now and then. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> boom, motherfucker. <laughs> so about this movie, what's your favorite part? <laughs> I I really like. The part when they they first tie up Peter Dinklage, or when he's first like going over, like, all right, this is the relationship that I have with your dad, and he's just like, <gasps> and he looks, around. and he looks around the room, and he sees all these guys with asses out, and then dudes looking at their asses, and he's just like, oh my god. The moment he walks out, Peter or Daniel, we were just telling you telling a story about how your father loved to make us go skinny dipping, and he's just like. No. <laughs> it was just like so much confirmation at the same time. I think that is the funniest part of the movie. There was one other part when, um, oh, I can't remember his name. The dude that's in charge of Uncle Alfie. Yeah, uh, Albert? No. Al. I don't remember his name. I think it is Albert. He's like the, the guy with the most lines in the movie. Yeah, like he's, he's hilarious. He's so fucking funny. This was right after Peter, a.k.a. Peter Dinklage, falls off the couch, knocks his head on the on the coffee table, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my god, he's dead. And he walks outside, he just has this huge smile. grin on his face. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I was dying dirty. Can I meet you in the study? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> that guy's amazing. I saw him. He's in uh, the first, it might be the second movie, ABCs of Death. Have you ever seen those movies? I have heard of it, but I haven't watched them. It's like 26 short films in like a two and a half hour movie. Okay. And they're all horror. So like A, B, C, D. Like, oh, okay. It's like A is for astronomy or something. And then there'll be an astronomy themed death scene or whatever it's 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 not astronomy but you get the point (laughs) like i remember d is for duck and then there was like a duck that was murdering people fucking hilarious so some of them were serious and some of them were not and he's in one of them where he plays like a drug lord and he's like a totally serious character and it was like real weird i was like the only thing i've seen this guy in is (laughs) being an awkward guy (laughs) is obsessed with a skin rash (laughs) that was the only he's like will you check the like at the middle of the funeral he's like will you just check this there's some pigmentation here some discoloring i couldn't believe how many people indulged him like if I know I, like if I walked up to people and was like look at this thing I don't know how many people would actually even look at it <laughs> <You know? No. laughs> um, so what do I have here uh, the hearse at the very very beginning cause makes all these wrong turns and shit and then it turns out they have the wrong body like it's the perfect well, way to start this movie when he first said that that's not the right guy I, I honestly thought he was joking but I was like it wouldn't make sense for him to joke about no. it. his dad's funeral <laughs> so I'm like, just like these guys this? really just got the wrong body <laughs> <laughs> I mean like it's it's a pretty disorganized practice to be a, a funeral home director so I was just saying, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen all the time feels like it could probably happen a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bury the wrong person. Anyway. <laughs> That's why like, I guess you have viewings, huh? I guess. And, like, even hospitals, like, surgeons operate on the wrong leg and shit. Like, so, yeah, it doesn't happen in my hospital. It never has happened in my hospital. When I got my appendix taken out, they asked, were, someone asked me, like, a couple weeks later, they're like, oh, how are you doing? I was like, well, you know, if I have the appendicitis again, then something went really, really wrong. They <laughs> <laughs> definitely took out the wrong organ or somebody didn't do their job. Did that happen before you were here last time? Yeah, it oh, happened okay. last October. Last October, okay. So we probably talked about it before. Mm. I just don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't think it comes up that often. Uh, no. Uh, so, somebody brought it up. Oh, I was talking to Jared Miller the other day, and he was just like, yeah, did you know Tanner had his appendix taken out <laughs> instead of going to Garrett's wedding? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be in that wedding. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> that oh, was well. really bad. There's not much you can do about your appendix exploding <laughs> in your body, so. <laughs> I tried to make it. Like, I got, like, a mile down the road, and I was like, this is not happening. Yeah. I can't. What does it feel like when your appendix bursts? Um, so first, like it, it feels like somebody punched you in your on the side, mm-hmm. like like countlessly, like a hundred different times, and then after a while, it just like went away. And usually, when it goes away like that, they say like oh, it could have ruptured, and then you could die within the next like hour, two hours. So yeah. it went away, and, and like oh no, yeah. So I went to the hospital. They're like, you should be in a lot more pain right now. And I'm just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I looked over at Stacy and I was just like, mm-hmm. Because she thought I was milking it the whole time. Yeah. But um, went in and, yeah. Jesus. It sucked. That's like, I think it ooh, I think it felt worse when um, afterwards and all that because they, they pull it out through your belly button. Like they yeah. make a, a hole down there and it was almost too big. So yeah. stretched out a little bit. Yeah. So now you got a big gnarled belly button. It's it's sort of contracted back together. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> like after giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And did they put you under or was it like a oh, yeah. whole thing? Oh, no, okay. they put me under. The worst part was like I got right out of surgery and the nurses, they were these two small, I don't know if it was a, uh, a two women or one dude and one, one woman, but they they were like pull me out on my gurney and they were like all right get to the next bed yeah. <laughs> like, you're nuts like i can't even tell the difference between my mouth and my asshole right now <laughs> and they like picked me it was terrible it was the worst pain and then like for the next like eight hours my i was in like a like a leaping frog position because they didn't have me far enough up on the bed oh god and the nurse came in she's like you look really uncomfortable right now i was like i am very uncomfortable right now <laughs> but it all worked out it was, it was cool yeah it wasn't cool but it, it was, worked out though yeah yes. i didn't die that's that's the ideal <laughs> the ideal result of surgery is i didn't die yeah. <laughs> well the, the doctor came in he was in like regular clothes he just walks into like the 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 room that i was waiting in and i'm like i think you have the wrong room dude and he's like, no, I'm going to be the one operating on you. And he's like listening to Leonard Skinner and everything. I'm like, okay. Seems like pretty cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like the all of the operating rooms have radios in them, right? And they made the maintenance department like hook up a special antenna so they can get more radio That's stations. That's awesome. Yeah, it's wild. And they have to like boost it every now and then like an old AC. Like I didn't realize some of these surgeries, they last like 12 hours. I don't dude, know how doctors yeah. do that. that's why they make them work like uh, 24, 25 hour shifts because if something comes in that's like crazy, crazy in the middle of their shift, they just need to be there. And I don't understand why you would want an exhausted surgeon, but things happen. Like, that's just how it is. And they're the money makers for the hospital. Well, that was the craziest part. Like, when I got my appendix taken out, it was like 1 a.m. by the time I got into surgery and the dude came in like like he he had just been called in, so I don't know if he had slept. He did a great job. Yeah, they have people that, like, stay late, and they have rooms where the surgeons just, like, chill out and, like, relax and sleep and stuff, so, and, yeah, that... It's weird working in a hospital, bro. Like, it's not for me, man. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. The other day I saw somebody, they were like, I just peeked my head into a room as I was walking by, like the door was open, and they were sawing through a dude's skull. No. And I was just like, oh! no. <laughs> like, no. I wish I I'm out. See that. I'm out. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I, re- I literally would have passed out. Uh, it, it's like in the sound and the yes. like white no. smoke. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you can't take that sound out. No, it's, I mean, I, I have to like test the tools and stuff, so like I get to hear that sound pretty regularly, but actual sawing 
falling into a dude's skull was wild. <laughs> so, That's a hard pass for me. Yeah, and uh, like I had it from like the foot perspective, so I didn't see them actually in the skull, but I saw the white smoke, and they had the oh, the air saw and shit. Oh, anyway, uh, oh man, all right. People always ask me like, "What's the worst thing you've seen?" I'm like, "Well, there's levels to what I <laughs> can explain without you passing the fuck out." <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yep. Mostly it's human hamburger that I have to deal with. That's where I start and people go, ooh, and then that usually stops them from asking. Did you have to, like, develop a stomach for that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was the first couple days of my job where I legit had PTSD and I went to, like, a family reunion. People kept asking me about my job. I'm like, there's so much blood. I don't don't even want to talk about it. Like, I don't know what to do. I just had a little little bubble fly out of my mouth right now. It was pretty weird. (laughs) It just, like, floated by. Anyway, I guess I'm salivating thinking about all the blood, but I'm totally used to it now. You're satiated. There are some times that it's like, oh, like speculums and stuff can get pretty gnarly. Anyway, Mm. you know, speculum is... I'm trying to picture it. What, it's, it's a thing that they at? stick in your lady parts and they like scrape the inside of your lady parts out. Those get pretty gnarly. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut a lot of this out so that people are a little more comfortable. <laughs> well, that's, that's cr- like they put, they had to put a catheter in me in a feeding tube. Oh God. And that's... the first thing I told, I looked at it when they said catheter, I was like, I'll be under for that, right? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, thank God. That's good. Sometimes I don't even care about the feeding tube, but the catheter was not something that I was I was ready for. They, they used to have people be awake for catheters, and I would... Did, were you awake when they took it out? Mm-mm. Oh, that's good. I mean, they said I was going to... They were going to wake me up, make sure I was just, like, lucid enough, and then they were going to pull it out, and... I don't even remember waking up, so I don't know if That's they did good. it or not. But Yeah, I have a very low tolerance for anesthesia. Some people, are like, they say, oh, count I, backwards from 10, and they're like, zero. No, yeah, I, I'm I've like had 10. a pretty high tolerance. <laughs> like, like, when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, I made it to, like, one, and they're like, are you still awake? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what to do right now. They're like, all right, we're just going to pump you up for a little bit more. Just, like, when I had my wisdom teeth removed, they said, count backwards from 10, and I don't think I made it to 10. Like, I don't, I was just like, okay. <clears throat> Like, I have no tolerance. Nah, it was, that's, I don't know. It fucked me up for days. I was mm-hmm. off school for, like, three days because of anesthesia. Like, the well, actual The worst part is all you want to do is, like, sleep afterwards. And, like, my mom or Stacy, when they were taking care of me, they just kept waiting. I'm like, leave me alone, please. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can imagine. That would suck. Speaking of people asleep, Peter Dinklage gets knocked down. <laughs> I feel like the transitions are the reason yeah. people listen to this show. <laughs> Peter Dinklage killed it in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. Who's fabulous. Uh, what did I write? I wrote, uh, no, I don't mean this to be derogatory to Peter Dinklage. I wrote, little baby Peter Dinklage, it's weird to see him without a beard. Yes, that was my first yeah. thought too. I'm, like, his, he was so young. Mm-hmm. I remember the first movie I saw him in was, like, a movie where there were a bunch of people with swords and shit, and they were riding around in shopping carts. And it was, like, a low-budget movie. I don't remember what it was called, but it was on a videotape in the 90s. And Hmm. I recognized him when I watched this movie from that movie. I can't... I'm pretty sure this was the first first introduction to Peter Dinklage. The contacts they put in his eyes are so fucking funny. You see, when he opens... I'm like, whoa! His eyes are so red, his pupils are completely dilated. It's like, it's, it's so up. fucking funny. 
But he plays a a great gay dude. I'm not even yeah, gonna he's lie. Fantastic. Like, like, no offense to to my 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 gay friends out there, but he is a fabulous gay dude. Yeah, he doesn't put it over the top. No, like, he totally is very like very subtle. Yes, and he's just like, what did he he's a centurion, and he puts his hands. Ha! Ah. <laughs> it's just like he added that. That wasn't in the script. It makes me feel like a cheap slut. Like, <laughs> fucking love. He didn't leave me anything. Movie. Is Peter Dinklage an American? dude or is he a British dude? He's gotta be British. You would think because he's excellent at the British accent but it was weird because he I don't know if he's excellent at an American accent like I couldn't tell so I guess that's a good sign. Like I think during this movie movie, he had an American accent yeah and like I can when I hear Wolverine talk he's a total American to me even though the dude's Australian so like I'm not good with accents as far as like Mm -hmm. understanding if someone's faking it or not so like I can tell that um that uh the guy from I uh, forget what I'm talking about anyway uh, <laughs> uh da, 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 da. sorry did you recognize Uncle Alfie yeah a Montegarian yeah he's he's like blonde right or yeah blonde blind right in Game of Thrones he's the blind guy he had less hair he had less hair yeah it's crazy how long someone can play an old person I honestly I was like okay so that. That came, Death at a Funeral came out in 2007. Game of Thrones started in what, 2010? 10, 12. Yeah. And he kind of looked the same. Yeah. I was like, like, wow, this dude didn't even really age that much. Yeah, like the way that once you hit a certain age and your hair goes white, you can just start playing an old person. It's great. Like, I don't know how old he was in this movie, but he looked way older than this. His skin looked a little bit better, but maybe that was because he was uh, blind, super old. I think he put on some weight for Game of Thrones because he was like he had like a waddle in this yeah. movie that made him look a little older. I don't know, but he was so good. He's like, "Am I over it? Am I there? Am I there? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot my trousers. I'm gonna shoot my trousers." <laughs> when he's talking about the the girl in the village, everyone wanted to fuck her. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> but, Honestly, he he did a great job too. I think Uncle Alfie might have been one of my favorite characters out of that movie. Every character in this movie is so well written. Very even, well developed. Even like the straight men, like you, you know how like there's comedy, there's got to be people who are normal in mm-hmm. order to like supplement it. Even the straight people are like so solidly written. Like the girlfriend who's just like, did you put the money down on the flat yet? <laughs> yeah, like please just keep asking about it. The one oh, who was the one guy, the guy that arrived with Albert, who was trying to pick up Martha the whole time. Justin. Yes. Justin was fantastic. <laughs> he had such a minor role, but each each time he was he played like oh, Martha. Hello. <laughs> Simon's gonna jump off the roof. This is great. <laughs> You're gonna be with him, eh? Yeah, he uh, he actually is probably what I have the most profound thing to say about this movie. I super related to him when I was in high school, and I feel like the conversation he and Martha had like taught me like the difference between love and lust. Huh. Because she's like, you just are in love with the idea or like, how I make you feel. Exactly. You're in love with how I make you feel in relation to you. That was actually very profound. Yeah. Like, that definitely changed. Like, I was... Okay. This is some embarrassing shit we're going to talk about right now. Do you remember how I just asked out every girl in high school? Just, like, every girl. I was like, all yeah. did it. Yeah, I guess. But I like, too. It, I felt like it was... Every girl. I just, it was like, oh, you're looking at me. Would you like to be my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, it was just everybody. And uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that stopped when I saw this movie. I was like, oh, you know, maybe just I an, should. An epiphany moment. Yeah, like, maybe I should not think with my dick like a high school kid does. <laughs> and start like thinking, a regular dude. Like, start thinking about them. 
huh, this is weird. Like feelings. Yeah, like I, I definitely was like, I'm in love with you because you like gave me a pencil at study hall <laughs> and like nobody's that I? nice to me. <laughs> so you were so nice that I'm in love with you. And I like would write them letters and like get their number out of the directory for this. I school. do remember that. <laughs> I definitely did that too. <laughs> we all did it. Uh, is Jordan home? <laughs> Jordan. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Jordan Haynes, holla. Shout out to that. Ta- she's, she owns a tattoo parlor now. It's I know. Crazy. I've tried to like talk to her about getting a tattoo, but she made her account like you can't message her or anything. Oh. So I'm like, oh, well, I think she lives in Philly. I don't know, though. Maybe not. I don't no, know. The, the parlor's in State College, I think. It's oh, crazy. It? It, it honestly blows up because she was the best artist yeah. in our school, she or at least off. our grade. She was fantastic. But when you transition that talent into tattooing, that's I think it's really cool. She was a genius. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. I think Tim has a, a terrible tattoo, and he was going to go to her to get it like fixed. Yeah, so. Strauss, Kyle Strauss got his tattoo done there. Really? Yeah, he had um, uh, his sister, Amanda, he had her ashes tattooed into the tattoo. It was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know they could do things like that. I didn't either until he told me. I was like, so oh, it's yeah. like she's literally a part of him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't want to say anything that would upset Kyle. No, so, it's right. definitely cool. I do, it's, it's definitely <laughs> cool, yes. Star Wipe Transition! Jesus, Tanner. <laughs> I told you, man. Four to seven beers a day as a result of co- uh, shout-out coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you also went to college and shit where it was, like, everyone drank all the fucking time. I mean, that was piss warm skunky yucky beer was it Keith Stone and Natty Light uh, after it's been sitting in a keg for four days uh, but yeah. you know you gotta you get what you gotta, gotta get, get back then it was more liquor rum yes yeah <laughs> my college experience was me sitting in my room and like I like to keep my hands busy while I'm writing and the whole thing was writing because I went to school for journalism so I literally would just like have my drink in my hand and be like swirling it and hmm yeah thinking <laughs> pondering constantly so I would get through like four five beers a night doing my homework <laughs> and I got like fucking bitching grades I was so good at college so I got bitching grades <laughs> yeah that was fucking awesome that's why I tell people you know college like you really don't it, it doesn't matter if you're smart it doesn't matter if you were book smart or anything like that like just put in the work and you'll be fine anybody can get a, I, I have a master's degree and an idiot can get a master's degree dude it's wild that it you doesn't take a much. master's degree <laughs> Jesus Christ you just gotta put the time in yeah. that's really all that matters I would not go back to school if it meant life and death. Like, it I only meant a it. better job for me. Yeah. So I was working third shift and I was at that point I was I was losing my mind. So it was either go back to school or yeah. end up in a loony bin. See, the difference between a master's in writing and a bachelor's in writing is when you have the master's, you're a teacher. At that mm-hmm. point, there's nothing else you mm-hmm. can do about it. <laughs> it's like uh, one of my favorite... There are a lot of useless masters out there. Yeah. So, like, one of my favorite journalists, his name is Hunter Thompson. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. I've heard, I feel like I've heard the name. Do uh, you know Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yes. Him. Okay. So, he has a doctorate in journalism. Wow. <laughs> so, it's like, why That's what I mean, that? man. Like, yeah, and he's, like, high as a fucking, like, the highest man who's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody can do it. Yes. So I mean, you know, he's I'm a doctor. Get out of my way. <laughs> Honestly, someday I'll, I'll probably do it too. J- literally, just to have the doctor in front of my name. Just, really? Just to do it. Yeah. 
I want to have Esquire at the end of my name Ooh. without being a lawyer. <laughs> I just feel like Miles Trout Esquire. Would I'd be like so to get good. knighted. That'd be cool, sir. Yeah, have a sir, sir, Ta- sir, Doctor Tanner Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Which one trumps it? I can't imagine you'd have the doctor and Sir, sir. Doctor. Sir but you don't have to say my name, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Sir Tanner Carmen. And then we took a bathroom break. <laughs> So you were you read a book? Oh, I listened to a podcast. Oh, you listened to a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was called uh, "You Must Remember the Mansons," and what reminded me of it was your Beach Boys vinyl. But I had no idea that uh, Charles Manson was so involved with Dennis Wilson. I don't know who Dennis Wilson is. He's one of the Beach Boys, but oh, he ended okay. up like killing himself by diving. It, it's crazy. The whole story's wild. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Beach Boys really. My girlfriend bought it, so she just likes the songs. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know anything. I. Still know nothing about him, really. Just yeah. Dennis, Dennis Wilson. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll have to check that one out. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's kind of like a weird faux pas to like, talk about a lot of podcasts in the podcast. A lot of podcasts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, on a similar note, I just listened to the longest fucking book ever. Audiobook. It's an audiobook, yeah. Uh, it's called The Pillars of the Earth. I read the second one recently, which is even longer than the first one. It's over a thousand pages. And uh, the guy who plays the main person in death at a funeral i forget what his name is um daniel daniel yeah the guy who plays daniel plays one of the main characters in the movie adaptation of pillars of the earth but man that book just went on and fucking on do you recommend audiobooks oh yeah really yeah you don't listen to audiobooks Mm -mm, i should when i get like caught up on all my podcasts and like i don't really want to hear people talk about nothing i just put in an audiobook i don't pay for audible this is a a worthy plug i pay i uh i use my library card and almost every library has an app where you can just for free listen to audiobooks there's no sense in paying 15 dollars a month plus the cost of books for audible when you can listen to like for free huh yeah, so if you get a library card, I'm sure they will like direct you where you can find it. I use one called Axis 360, which is where all the York libraries use. Okay. But you don't live in York anymore, so I don't no, know. I'm trying to make a move back to York. Really? Yeah, we're looking for houses in York and Lancaster County. Cool. What was I saying about the book? Oh, yeah, the uh, Pillars of the Earth books. I then, because I watched part of the movie before I read the book, was I now, like, that character, I pictured him as Daniel the mm-hmm. whole time I listened to the book. And he plays Prior Philip, who is, like, a, a monk. And it's like Game of Thrones without magic. There's no dragons or anything. Okay. It's just a bunch of, it takes place in, like, a little town around a monk's school, like, monk's house called a priory. Yep. I had never heard of that before. I really? read this book, A Priory. But, so. Uh, gotta watch Vikings. I gotta watch Vikings. You're right. I do need to watch Vikings. But uh, it's just about backstabbing monks and shit. Like, how they, like, the politics of being a monk. Hmm. And it just, it fucking just drags on and oh, on Oh, it's not as interesting on. as I thought it would be? I mean, it's good. But every time I think the book's about to end, something else happens I guess Game of Thrones almost did that too here and there here and there for sure like there's just like you think the bad guys are gonna get what they fucking deserve and then the fucking plague hits and you're like god damn it everybody's fucking dying (laughs) fuck you black plague so many characters that I liked were just like and they're dead now and it's like fuck that's exactly how I felt in Game of Thrones now I'm thinking about it there's a couple times in Game of Thrones where it was like an off screen death would happen they'd just like come up on their body like oh yeah they definitely killed (laughs) you fuckers anyway I'm gonna have like a month that's just Game of Thrones month and I'll just talk about Game of Thrones with everybody you will be 
in oh, the after show. Oh, thank I could talk about it for hours. The Game of Thrones and the movie Cabin in the Woods are the big ones that really? everyone wants to do. And Cabin I just, in the Woods? I just did Cabin in the Woods, but everyone asks about that movie and I Game of Thrones. I absolutely hated that movie. You are literally the only person I've ever heard say that. I absolutely loathe that movie. I love that it movie. Was what are you talking about? fucking horrible. What was horrible about it? You get to the end of it, and it's basically like this company basically like uh, umbrella company that is just like fucking with these kids in the cabin and you go down all the way down to this cabin I, I don't know we like last week's episode is what currently last week it's going to be a couple weeks next I'll listen to one. It. yeah we uh, we talk about that and a hundred thousand other things there's so many spoilers in that one like just everything Joss Whedon did I but. mean the did Joss Whedon do that? Yeah, he wow. wrote it and directed it. And well, he didn't direct it, but he that makes wrote me it. really upset for Joss Whedon. Why? Because it's not his movie. best work. I mean, when you got the it's guy that best did work. Charmed Angel, and then I don't think he did Charmed, but he didn't. No, he did I Buffy. It was a part and, of it. Buffy oh, it was Buffy. That's yeah. what it was. But. I don't know. You know, it wasn't like, my cup of tea. It's okay not to like things. It's fine. <laughs> You're just wrong. It's fine. Whatever. No Your opinion deal. sucks. <laughs> that's been my thing lately is when I disagree with people. I'm like, you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> that's the best way to look at it rather than argue. Just be like, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Joss Whedon, he's a man. He, he, I do love his work. Don't get me wrong. The Avengers is fucking rad. It's fabulous. You ever watch Firefly and shit? I've heard really good... Th- I've watched, like, maybe one or two episodes of... I heard it was a premature ending for it, too. Yeah, Great show. Just watch the movie. It's called Serenity. It's like... Oh, Bernie's- I have watched Serenity. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. It's like the- basically the whole show crammed into one movie. Hmm. It's basically what Serenity is. It was a good is. show. Yeah. Or a movie. Yeah, I like that. It's Guardians of the Galaxy before Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is basically what it is. So, yeah, I love that fucking movie. Anyway, so now we're in some old shit that we already talked about in this podcast. <laughs> um... Justin is relatable. Alan Tudyk fucking steals the show. Speaking of Firefly. Simon. Simon was... Simon. He's so fucking funny. Hilarious. He definitely steals the show, he too. He steals the show. He's, like, rolling the toilet paper out. Join the others. Go. <laughs> it's, I think it's hilarious when Martha's out, outside of the door saying, Simon. 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 <laughs> just keeps saying Simon. Simon. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. I love him so much. He did steal the show, He though. stole the show. Like, when he's, like, sticking his head in the bushes and shit in the background. Like, what the fuck is it's going so on? It's so green here. Yeah. What I found unbelievable about their characters is when they announced they're going to have a baby, he's standing naked on the roof after having, like, a serious fit of, like, hysterics. And then they applaud and congratulate him. It's like... He walks down the stairs into the actual funeral parlor yeah. and everybody's just clapping. I'm like, this dude is just... Streaking naked and say, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump. At a funeral, which he just knocked the body over of somebody that they love, and they're like, Yeah, great, congratulations. Yeah, that was the most confusing part yeah. of me. I was like, What? This doesn't really make much sense to me. I mean, if you worked on the set of this movie for two weeks, maybe it made sense because it felt like a long thing, but an hour and a half movie was like, This is not real. This is not reflective of reality. Uh, what were some of my favorite lines in this movie? Was there a dog in here just now? <laughs> like I definitely have felt that way before. Yeah. Where, like someone like connects with you, and you're just like, I was so far gone. <laughs> but then the brother, the the dude that made the actual like hallucinations and stuff like that, he's just like, I can only imagine what he's thinking the whole time. First, his sister's 
soon-to-be husband, boyfriend, takes something that he wasn't supposed to take, and he knows damn well what's going on, <laughs> way before he tells her. Yeah. Then he loses the pill bottle. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Thrice, actually, because... By the end of the movie, someone else has it. Yeah, by the end of the movie, the mom gave Uncle Alfie some. So, this is crazy. He's like, sitting on the roof. it's so green out here. It's so fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this movie. But, and then he like, he almost gets busted by his dad because his sister's like, doesn't know how else to say it. Like, he, it took a hallucinogen. Where did he get the hallucinogen? She, yeah, she was like, Valium. She, she did a good job. the fuck out of him. Oh my God. <laughs> That guy was the only rational dude in the whole movie. Well, then, then there's two people that are on his drugs that basically are, well, one he thinks is already dead. Yeah. So he, his heart's already in the bottom of his chest. Then the next dude's like, I'm about to fall. I'm, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. And he's like, oh, my God. If he jumps, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. And, like, oh, my God. The resolution of the movie is so fucking perfect. Oh, my God. Like, just throwing him upside down 69 years. <laughs> I think Dad, in a way, would have wanted this. Yeah, one of the best lines <laughs> in the fucking movie. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten to the the brother. I, is it an older brother or a younger brother? I think it's a younger brother, and he's like living mm. in the shadow of his younger brother. Mm-hmm. That would definitely stress me out. For and sure. Peter Dinklage is like, I failed at my first attempt of writing a novel too. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I know. but it was like you didn't think it was going that way. He's like, yeah, you know, I tried writing once too. And- yeah. It didn't work out for me either. Yeah, no, he's, like, <laughs> he's just like, oh, wow. But I read yours. Really great stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well, fuck God. me then. <laughs> well, I think that's actually probably a pretty good point for us to uh, take what we call the brief break. And uh, we are going to, I'm going to tell you how to get a hold of me, that kind of stuff. Do some fan shout outs, that sort of thing. So we will be right back with some more talk about death at a funeral and maybe a little bit of everybody's favorite segment. I can't believe you've done this. You made it all the way to another uh, another midpoint of an episode. I can't believe you guys have lasted this long. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always so thrilled to have people actually listening. This is crazy. Um, so I just have a few things to say. As always, if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me via email, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget the little pee-pee in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the discdump. On Instagram, discdumppodcast, all one word. And on Facebook, you can find the discdump podcast page or you can join the distant podcast fans group it's a great place to start discussions talk with people who are on the show speak with me whatever you want to do you get to see some promotional pictures and stuff uh the instagram is going to have some exclusive pictures on it and twitter is a great place for you to see my podcast recommendations and uh some of the people i'm chewing the fat with so uh speaking of chewing the fat with people on twitter I would like to promote a couple podcasts just because I'm a nice guy like that. They're not doing anything for me, but uh, there's one called Even the Podcast is Afraid. That's a pretty fun little uh, creepy stories one as far as I remember. I listened to the one about Lobster Boy, the circus guy that had the lobster hands. He liked to murder people. He was a good one. Anyway, so I really enjoyed Even the Podcast is Afraid. Uh, I'm also enjoying Untold with Meisha Razik. 
and uh, that one's like a uh, a little radio drama about a character who is doing some research into a prominent crime family in a small town, and uh, it's uh, it's intriguing. She's only a couple episodes in. They're short form format, and uh, I'm enjoying those too. And I would be remiss not to mention the Last Station podcast. I am hooked. It is a crazy experience because they like it's post apocalyptic plotline, but they also promote indie music. And there's it's just it's just a wild podcast. I've never heard anything like it. They're very very good. So definitely check out the Last Station. I have a couple fan shoutouts to do too, real quick. Um, Patrick aka level one alt patrick has been listening to a couple of my podcasts and he is retweeting them and that's a fantastic way to get yourself on this show so patrick thank you for listening man i don't know you but i'm so glad that you listen to my show thank you so much i also want to give a shout out to my main girl casey hey casey uh i'm gonna miss you she's saying she's moving to ohio so i'm not gonna see her again for a while i'm sure she'll still be on the podcast remotely but we'll miss you good luck safe travels And last but not least, I guess I owe a fan shout out to Mr. Terry, who you might recognize that name from the Descent episode. He is extremely active on all of my social media, and I just want to say thanks, Terry. Um, Okay, so I think that's about it. I hope you guys are enjoying. I want to say thank you to Tanner for participating. I'm sorry that the audio is not so good. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Next week, the audio will be much, much, much smoother. (laughs) Alrighty, bye. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, mm-hmm. Terrible Drink. <laughs> so uh, I realized I don't really explain why this is part of the podcast all that often, so I'm going to explain. My mom used to buy f- drinks by, like, the case. She would get them from discount grocery stores. So it was, like, limited time. They are going to be out of print soon. So she would get these crazy fucking drinks, and if we liked them, she would go and buy a pallet of them, basically, so that we would have them as long as they existed. And so when people would come over, I'd be like, do you want to try a drink? And they'd be like, uh, okay. And I was like, there's a distinct likelihood it'll be terrible. (laughs) So we just called it like, all right, do you want a terrible drink? And they're like, yeah, and I want a water. And Tanner was able to participate in these times. So what... I am doing for this podcast is when I see crazy looking fucking drinks that are definitely not going to still be in production mm. a couple of years from now, I buy them and then we try them on this podcast and that's how it goes. So Tanner, I have oh, some really weird shit God, for you to try. What? I accept all responsibility for us making fun of this brand. What is that? All right, I, I can read this because I know Spanish too, but I'm going to first read what it says. It says Biosalud, which basically I'm, I'm thinking is like... Delicious bio. Better for your health. Yeah. <laughs> this does not look better for your health, though. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look good at all. <laughs> all right, They're like to, little shot glasses. They look like... Um, oh, what was the, yes, Tiny they look huggies. like little miniature huggies 
mixed with the old bottle cap drink things that you can get with the wax. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what else? Is, it's uh, so it says Bio Salud, and the flavor is Durazano peach. So I think Durazano means peach, but I could be completely wrong. Mm. I don't know. I've never heard of a mm. Durazano peach, and I used to work at a grocery store. The brand is El Viejo. Is that? S- yeah, Vihero. Yeah, Vihero. good. Yeah, I don't know. With probiotics. Con probiotics. Yes, it's going to be good for us. <laughs> uh, ingredients. Filtered water. Cultured grade A pasteurized non-fat milk. Not going to work out for me as I am lactose intolerant, but I'm going to drink it anyway. Too, yeah, way. here we go. Uh, high fructose corn syrup, of course. Definitely. But then there's also sugar. Imagine that. And then there's dexatrose. So it's three different kinds of I was sugar. Say, that's also sugar. <laughs> <laughs> We've got high fructose corn syrup, sugar, dexatrose, and dexatrose. <laughs> Citric acid, natural flavor, which is always a big question mark. Is it natural? Uh, potassium, uh, potassium sorbate to maintain freshness. <laughs> parentheses. Great. <laughs> uh, natural colors, anato and red beet concentrate, salt, natural sweeteners. There's sativa is also in this, so that's four kinds of sweeteners. Vitamin A palamate, vitamin D contains lactobacillus sessi, lactobacillus hevelicatus. And then in bold, it says contains milk. You know it's good when you can't pronounce half of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no di palante e fecia di expi estan. Shit. The warnings are in Spanish. The warnings are all in Spanish. <laughs> I don't understand. They had like 15 different flavors of this at the grocery store, which is really wild. I was like, peach is the one, and there's a soccer ball on it. <laughs> It's got to be promising. <laughs> it's got to be good. All right. Let's fucking dig in. Here you go. Here's yours. Oh, Ooh, explain what these little bottles look oh, like. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it basically looks like a little water bottle. It's like a tiny Gatorade bottle. It's pretty cute. It's got I'm some soccer balls. Yeah, maybe shake well before drinking. <laughs> it doesn't say to do that, but I'm doing it. Keep refrigerated. Bye. The expiration is August 7th, 20, so we're good. Yep. I don't know what 17-93 means, but hopefully that's not the expiration. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the 17 would be, but anyway. Mantanagra Refrigerata. Cultured dairy beverage is not going to sit well. Let's peel these. uh, Oh, yeah, to give you an idea. So it comes in a little water bottle, and then the top part is not a cap. It's just a simple tin foil, like a a pudding cup. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Ripping that bitch off. More difficult than I okay. The only person I let do terrible drinks other than like people who are there for it is Lindsay because there's just too many terrible drinks in this house. So we have to have to work together on that. This is so hard to get off. I know. <laughs> All the money went into making sure these were sealed tight. Jesus. Okay. Alright. Alright. So these are very murky. It smells extremely fake peachy. It does smell very peachy. All right. Uh, Biosalud. Biosalud. There we go. We clanked it. You can't tell, but... Not bad. Wow. Yeah, not bad. Surprisingly good. It could be worse. Uh, what throws me off is that there's milk in there. It's a little creamy, but... Yeah, like imagine if you put like 
a like you had a glass and you put twenty five percent milk and then the rest of it water. That's kind of what what it was like. Yeah, Milky water. Yeah, but like it tastes like those peach rings. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's not terrible. That's the stamp. That's either terrible or not terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. So that wasn't terrible. I would you know at first when I saw them I thought they were like the five hour energy shots. I was like okay. Yeah, they're about the size of a five hour. Energy. Yeah, that's kind of what they look like. But they are definitely not. I don't. But here's the thing. What the fuck is this product? There's a soccer ball on it. Is it an energy drink? Is it good for like? Does it? It can't be good for you. It's no. got like four different sugars. It has in four it, different it, kinds of sugar. It has like a little family in between BioSalute walking. Like as yeah. if it, it's like super good, like wholesome. Why is there a little family teaching a kid how to ride a bike? I don't know. I don't and wh- know. who teaches their kid how to ride a bike while they wear a skirt? <laughs> <laughs> That we just consumed. It was just. It was decent. It definitely. It's not something that I would go out and like buy. I think it's designed to be sports oriented because there's like little yeah. soccer balls bouncing all over the thing. I'm wondering if like you drink this while you're playing sports. Why would you? You'd get a cramp because it's it got milk so in it. So much sugar too. And there's so much sugar. Oh my! Oh my God! There's so much. There is so much. Sh- there's a lot of stuff in this. Yeah. I read all the ingredients, but it's a fucking lot. I love that you just blindly trust me to try this drink. <laughs> uh, well, to give you guys an idea, there is absolutely no fat. There's a little bit of sodium. 25 calories or something like that. How many calories is it? it it's 25 calories. There's only about, well, 11 grams of sugar, 6 grams of added sugar. There are 11 grams of sugar in this tiny tiny that's, bottle that's honestly that's probably all it is <laughs> sugar yeah water milk and sugar what is the point i don't that's what i don't understand like if it's an energy drink it'll say energy drink that's the point of this if it's hydration it'll say hydration on it this says nothing it's bio salud i know that salud means health yeah for your health it's uh it's for bio, your bio i mean biology. biology yeah your biological health Oh, it does say shake well on the aluminum foil. Oh, thank God we did that. Yeah, thank God. What would have happened if we didn't? It would have been a super yucky mess. So, uh, you're welcome to take those three home with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you give them to Lindsay. Okay, I'll make sure she drinks them. <laughs> Not too bad paired with the beer at, at 10.42 a.m. Yeah. Okay, so now that we're through t- terrible drink... Um, do you remember the part where she's trying to explain to him he's on drugs and she's like, can you hear me? And he's like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I, well, I don't know which would be better. Like, do you tell him that, yeah. that he's bugging out or do you just kind of let it fly? I mean, not knowing what the fuck is going on with you, you'd think you're having a stroke or something. Yeah, that would freak me out You'd be like, more. take me to the hospital immediately. At least I would. But if you told me I was on drugs that I got slipped, I'd still be like, take me to the hospital <laughs> There would be no difference. <laughs> there would be no difference whatsoever. Be like, I'd like to not die today. What is this PCP? Like, can we not? And he said it was like mixed with, it was a concoction of hallucinogens. So you can only yeah. imagine what that was. Yeah. Oh, a dog interruption. I love those. That's yours. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, do you want to try one of mine since you just drank me up? Sure. Okay. I yeah. was I was really excited when you said that you've never tried Haze Charmer. It's pretty good. I have um 
Do you ever listen? Do you ever drink um, Ballast Point? I. It's more expensive than it's worth, but it's pretty smooth. I have not really um, ventured too far out of like Trogues's line, and then that's about it. Ballast Point is like the Trogues of California, like, okay. but they're across the country at this point, and they they are always on the top shelf because they are like the top shelf beer. So I'm gonna hit stop on this, and we'll go grab one of those. I wouldn't. I don't. Would you want to be told? If you were high when you didn't intend to be high, I see. I tried to put my funeral. I tried to put my. That's the worst part. Like existential dread while you're on a hallucinogen. I, I sat there and I was like, "Would I have rather known?" I don't know. I think I would have probably wanted to just sort of be oblivious to all of it. Yeah, and just imagine like. I don't know. It would freak me out so much if I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I if you know. just said I was having a bad reaction to Valium, I would take that better than you yes. on a whole Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what I would have preferred to hear. You're, yeah. you're just having a bad reaction. That I would have felt a little bit better rather than, no, you're Because I would know to, take, to stay away from Valium for the rest <laughs> of my life. It wouldn't feel like an attack. Yes. Yeah, and it wouldn't feel like a stroke. It would be like, okay, so this is natural. <laughs> and then I would be... This is okay. Then I would strip down. <laughs> out of my clothes and I would walk around on the roof. <laughs> I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. Oh my god. My favorite part of the movie, which I had totally forgotten about, was when the guy is trying to distract the priest while they're putting the body in the coffin. How is How's God today? <laughs> How can I be a priest just like you because you've inspired me? That was pretty good. Like <laughs> This was right after he walked out. Like He Big smile on his face. Can I see you in the study? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes, Reverend, how, how, how is God doing today? <laughs> <laughs> and like to get him to like, he was just like, I must get to the police because there's a man on the roof trying to jump. <laughs> and he's like, I have fantasies about sticking a pen up me bum. <laughs> Wait, excuse me? It's <laughs> like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was like my favorite part of the movie is like I, distracting a priest. I'm not gonna lie, I think my favorite part was so Peter Dinklage had just gotten hit with the five pills. Yes. Which, you wouldn't have done that with Valium either though. Like, I was <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they, they get at Uncle Alfie onto the toilet and stuff like that and all of a sudden Peter Shit Dinklage is <laughs> Well, that was the worst part. And not well, the worst part was that it got on his face. It got on his like, face because the water was so intense. Like, how do you plan that as a movie director anyway? So then it shoots into the next scene and Peter Dinklage is just jumping on the cat. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see this movie. Like when people are like, Have you ever seen Death at a Funeral? I see Peter Dinklage with the contacts in with his eyes all red yes. and the pupils. Oh, oh my god. His eyes when he pops up the first time he's like I'm like, holy shit, look at his eyes. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Mm. It's like some of like this movie has some of the funniest moments in like cinema oh, history. So like nonchalant. Too. Yes, it's like it's it's very mild, but at the same time so fucking funny. When I when I was watching it, some of the parts I almost thought I was like, wow. This kind of reminds me of The Office. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm not a fan of The Office. It's oh, I fucking love The Office. It's too incredibly awkward for me. And maybe it's because I haven't gotten far enough into it, but. 
Yeah, you have to get invested in the characters, and then it's very funny. But, but that's how I felt about this. Like it was a, it was a little bit of a dry humor, but then there were certain parts of it that were purposely made for you to like laugh out loud. But most of the time, it was just like you had to like follow along and be like, "Wait, did that just really happen?" And then it geeks you out. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> Do you watch any other like British comedy? Mm, I don't know. There was like. I watch a couple things like the IT crowd. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. That's like a sitcom about a bunch of IT people who work in the basement of this company and they get themselves into some crazy situational comedy. And that show is pretty funny, but nice. that stopped in like the early 2000s. Okay. But um, there's a movie on Netflix you have to fucking watch. There was a British sitcom that ran for I don't know how long about a radio station that. It's called Alan Partridge, and the main DJ is Alan Partridge, and it's very, very funny. The movie is called Alan Partridge? The movie is called Alan Partridge. Okay. The movie, they're firing a DJ from the studio, and you know there's no guns in Britain. This dude shows up with guns and hijacks the radio station like he holds everybody hostage and the main dude is such a sleazy scumbag piece of shit Uh, but it's so well written every sentence out of their mouths is a joke so like it's just like joke 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 fucking hilarious movie and it's so funny there's a bunch of Game of Thrones people in there but the guy who plays Alan Partridge is so good there's a scene where he's like sitting in a shed with his computer and his housekeeper comes out and she's like what are you doing out here? He's like, I'm doing research on seagulls. They're very fine beasts, but you can see a reflection in his glasses. That's like porn is on the screen. Oh my God. It's funny. Like there's so much subtle shit that if you're not really paying attention, Oh my god! And that's exactly how Death at a Funeral is. Like you, like because I was eating Chinese food during while I was watching it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing parts of it. So I had to rewind it, and like you have to really pay attention. But it's well worth paying attention. Like you definitely get some good laughs out of it. For sure, man. Oh my god, this movie's so funny. (laughs) Uh, First false start is because Simon goes, the coffin is moving, and at the end he's like, I knew it, (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Like, how does that make you feel? Like, one, okay. First of all, you're tripping on something that you you really have no idea what's happening. Then you say the coffin's moving, the dead body falls out of the coffin, and by the end of the movie, you actually hear it knocking. Like, how do you think this dude is feeling? After he had just got off the roof, just got done, like, saying he was going to jump, and the coffin actually moves, and somebody pops out. Oh, man. That shit is so fucking I'd have been done. I'd have started, like, tripping all over again. And then at the end, when Peter Dinklage pops out, and the whole thing rolls over, and he's in there, and the mom discovers the pictures, and the mom attacks him, and this eyes are all fucking (laughs) like wrestling around and he's tied up so he can't do anything about it and then the guy goes my father was an exceptional man and everyone stops stops. and Peter Dinklage's expression as he looks back and he's just like whoa (laughs) (laughs) that was like the funniest shit it was hilarious oh my god Oh, I fucking love that movie. It, oh. it was a great movie. I definitely, by the time I was done, my face hurt a little bit, and, oh and I had, had some good chuckles. Oh man, so um, I'm I'm about out of uh, about out of notes on this. Uncle Alfie oh, is. The I have a good Washington. one. Okay, what else you got? So Al, I don't even know if it, the character's name is actually Albert, but the dude that's taking care of Uncle Alfie. Mm-hmm. 
he comes out. I don't know if he was already sitting outside or if the mom had been sitting outside. Oh, yeah, he's sitting with her. He just goes and sits down and starts talking about, like, first look at the skin pigmentation. Yeah. And then he starts going off about death and, like, how the cake <laughs> wasn't very good. Does the cake have you, almonds in it? Almonds in it? No, never mind. And it's not boring. This lady's just looking at him like, my husband are you, dead, dude. <laughs> And he just keeps going off, and then by the end of it, he's like, well, it was really nice talking to you. She didn't even say a word to him. She just gets up and leaves, and he's sitting there, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Oh, but uh, by, I think by far, my, I, don't, I don't know, between Uncle Alfie and Peter Dinklage, they were my they favorite characters. And rough. Albert. Albert was great, Albert's too. great, too. Uh, the main guy is pretty fucking solid as an actor. Apparently, He did a great job. Apparently, he plays Mr. Darcy in whatever that show is or that movie is that all the girls like. Oh, um, The Great Gatsby. Yeah, it's something like that's probably, that. Probably, I don't think that's right. I've never but, seen it. I don't know, but it's like a romance movie that all girls like. Oh, is it Mr. Darcy like the, the... Pride and Prejudice. Definitely never seen that. Me neither. At least that's what it's Lindsay good. told me. Is that the first time you tasted it? Mm-hmm. Mine's skunked. I don't know what's up with if they're like the last one I drank was not skunked, so I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, apparently he plays Mr. Darcy. When I look at him now, I see Priya Philip. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Even though I've seen Death at a Funeral way earlier, he just was so perfect as a monk. He just like executed it so so. And well. you didn't even see, you just hear the voice, right? Uh, well, okay, so they made a made-for-TV movie of it. Oh, that's right. Lindsay had read the book, and she goes, we need to watch this movie. And I sat down, and I watched the movie, and I was like, this is a terrible movie. It's not a good movie oh, at no. all. But Prior Philip saved it. Like, he was so good. And um, what's that old guy's name? Uh, the, the guy who plays the president in Hunger Games? Oh, uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland plays, like, a, uh, an earl in it. So Donald Sutherland's in it. The lady who plays uh, Agent Carter, who's, like, in love with... Uh, Captain America. Uh, oh. That lady, she's in it. She's like the main girl in it. Briar, uh, Redmayne is in it. The guy from Fantastic Beasts. Like, it's an all-star cast. And it's it's like a five-hour movie, and we made it. I made it a half an hour in before I was like, I need to read the book. I don't understand what's going on. So I read the book. The first book's like 40 hours. Oh. Dude. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, no, it's all good. So, like... When I read the book, then I imagined the actors as the characters. Doesn't that make reading a book, a, like a big book, like something like that, or Game of Thrones, for example, mm. doesn't it make it just a little tiny bit easier to understand yes. the story? That, yes. I noticed that yes. with Harry Potter when I read all of them. But you can't watch the whole movie before the book because then you're going to be like, the movie was better. Yeah, but I, it was like the perfect storm of I only watched a little bit of this giant movie, and then I read the book, and the book is so detailed it's all about architecture and shit and monks and like trying to build a new cathedral Hmm. and blah 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 and then the second one it takes place it literally covers an entire generation of people oh wow so it literally it's like thousands of fucking pages and it just goes on and on every time something really good happens they're like and resolution I'm like cool and then they're like but conflict I'm like fuck (laughs) as we go on for another 200 pages yeah oh my god like it was they they were still creating conflict 
two chapters before the end of the book. And I was just like, I can't fucking deal with it. It feels like a chapter. I, I finished it yesterday, which is why it's such a big deal for me. I felt like a chapter of my life came to an end. Aww. Because I can rent the book for two weeks, and it took me until the last fucking day to finish it. <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to it all day at work, every day. You have to pause it because people talk to you and shit. But I was just like, Jesus Christ, this book needs to be over! <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the book, but it just was so much book. Anyway, I recommend you try the first one out. The second one was pretty good. It was just a little different. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my story. Pillars of the Earth. Check Got it out. Got it. Okay. So, uh, premise of this show is, I often forget the premise of this show, but I got it today. <laughs> uh, we own the DVD, Death at a Funeral, right now. You can find it on Hulu, I believe. Or no, it's on HBO. HBO Max. It's on HBO. And HBO Max owns the rights to it, so HBO will never get rid of it at this point. (laughs) HBO Max, whatever they have, they have it forever. That I could be wrong. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Shout out HBO Max, though. Yeah, uh, HBO Justice Max. Is Snyder fun. Cut's coming out. Yeah, and uh, I want to watch the fucking Teen Titans show. Everyone says it's so fucking good, but you, you have mean to pay for Titans? I guess so, it, yeah. It's pretty good. The first season wasn't bad. It, it's a bit of a different spin. Yeah. Know? I want to see it. It looks good. And Cyborg's not in it. Sorry, spoiler alert. He comes but he's in, in Doom Patrol. Two. Oh, he's in Doom Patrol? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to get in into that yeah i want to i want to see all the shows that you had to like pay for the dc service mm. to watch you can get a free trial for a week but you don't, you don't need to if you have hbo max it has all of the, oh. the whole service in it have, oh, do you have no. hbo max no i use a I yeah okay a but the uh the hbo max what they do is they literally have every streaming service that h that time warner owns okay is all in one streaming service wow. so you get dc you get uh turner classic movies you get crunchy roll if you're into the anime wow. yeah it's fucking dope they have six streaming services plus hbo on it speaking of anime netflix has like totally stepped up their anime game i Watch. fucking dude this is like seven episodes in a row where i'm like i hate anime oh god <laughs> i love <laughs> it you love anime yes dude since when full metal alchemist avatar the last airbender i mean dragon ball z was a classic but yeah, then you got course. one piece that just came on oh to netflix god. oh my god Dude, Full I, Metal Out. Have you ever watched Full Metal Out? Why does everybody fucking like anime? You would love. I don't like it. You would love okay. Full Metal Alchemist. I'm telling you. Everyone has one that I need to watch. The, everyone has one. And it's always something completely abstract. The fact that you said Full Metal Alchemist, I'm familiar. The storyline, and it's incredibly dark. It's, it's made for our type of generation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, you'd like it. I, I, I've given so many animes a fair shot. Which ones? Tell me. Okay, so when I was a kid, I liked DBZ and Pokemon. I mean, DB. Oh, yeah, those are classics. Those Yu-Gi-Oh, are great. too. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh too. is great. There I actually just finished three. up watching that. You watched all of yes. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes, dude. Do you yes. have to like, be Pegasus? I've been <laughs> off work for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I've been right. playing Pokemon. Okay, oh like, I, I'm, which I'm, Pokemon are you playing? Pokemon Heart Gold. That's the best with, one with the gold and silver. Yeah, line. I have yes. it upstairs actually. Um, yeah. So, whew, okay, that was a good laugh. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. 
everyone has an anime that I need to watch, and I've watched some fucking abstract ones. There's one where there's like a ghost detective. I watched that one. Death Note? Is that what it's not Death Note, uh, no. I watched the movie for Death Note. Okay. Or no. The, uh, the live action? Yeah. It wasn't good. It was not good. Um Willem Dafoe was okay. Um He did Willem Dafoe's always good. He's usually good. He's usually quite good. Yeah. Um Shut up, what, what else have I watched? I've just I don't know the names of them because they have absurd fucking names. It's like the love Cowboy of Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, yeah, like and what I don't like about sort it is A everybody can fly and they have these ribbons of magic that come off of them that have zero explanation. Anime. They have zero explanations. <laughs> Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon shit. I watched Sailor Moon. <laughs> that was a okay. classic too. They never explain it. And then I want like then everybody speaks the way that Japan's language is structured mm-hmm. which is fine if you're into japan mm-hmm. but i'm not so the way they talk is the fucking worst because they're just like you are my friend and our love as friendship is the reason that darkness <laughs> will never prevail like what the you fuck are you talking to watch about full metal alchemist i'm telling you it, it by far is okay, number you're, one you're telling me full metal alchemist the person who was on last week told me something different the person who was on the week before told me something different everybody tells me i need to watch some anime and i fuck Hate the storylines. I even watched Naruto. Like I haven't gotten the whole way through Naruto yet. I watched the last episode of the last Airbender. That was okay. You should not do that. It was okay. It was like a movie. You need to watch. You need to watch like. It was okay as a standalone. It wasn't too bad. Like they definitely structured it as a Mm -hmm. movie. Like they gave you the whole story at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. they're on a turtle that's marching Mm -hmm. around and shit. Like I get it, (laughs) but like. Uh, I just can't do anime, man. Like it's the it's the structure of the dialogue that's a problem. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts three right now, and I can't fucking stand the way they talk. Did You're you play not three? Watching the right ones? Did you play, uh, no, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. You never played any of them? Mm-mm. Oh man, the first one was super good. The second one was pretty good, except they started getting real anime with it. And then the third one, the editing is the problem as far as the cinematics go because mm-hmm. it'll like zoom in on someone's face and then it's like beat beat oh like it's oh, this, like, like the yeah, they're, like they're, oh you yeah like they, they animate but that's some of the thing. best parts of anime are the facial expressions it's the worst what and some of the responses about? are like Duh. what kind of a bird is this <laughs> like I don't fucking care that's the worst don't you mean look into Full Metal Alchemist that's the one where there's like a dude whose soul is in a suit of armor or something yeah. right yeah I know the premise it's incredibly you know, dark it's so good I watched Gundam when I was a kid Gundam was awesome Oh my god! Zoids. Zoids. I couldn't get into it. There's a guy that like he wears a green coat and he's a detective and he's always like banging chicks and stuff. I don't. That was on Adult Swim Midnight when it was like growing up ones. I don't fucking know. Anyway, oh god, I'm over anime talk. I don't. I'm not into anime. (laughs) I understand. It, It. You definitely have to have a taste for it. Yeah, like something about Asian culture is so unrelatable to me that I just can't put myself in the situation. Like the way they react to situations doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, but they're not. They're not all animes are the same. I know. Not all animes are. That's why I liked DBZ. It was like, oh, we're gonna take down Frieza right now. So good. It was way before its time. At least they they were like. 
And I liked Dragon Ball, too. The one that came before DBZ. I didn't watch the one that came after. I didn't care. GT was good. I wasn't good either. I don't, yeah, I don't watch that shit. But I liked Dragon Ball because it, like, showed you what his origins were yeah. and stuff. But they explained how their magic works. And they explained why they can fly and how they can fly. And, like, the the True. the formula for what made them powerful and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And then everybody Master became Roshi Super Saiyan. was such a little perv, though. He was. He was. <laughs> and, like, so was the girl with the blue hair, Bulma. She Bulma. was, like, showing her vagina to get Dragon Balls and stuff. True. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's still, like... I just, <laughs> I'm telling you. If I watched it as an adult, if I, I have be able to, to tell you, and DBZ, I, I'm telling you, Fullmetal Alchemist is better than Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Alright. And you said it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Both of them. There's two different seasons. There's Boondocks. FMA 1, and then there's... Oh, Boondocks is good, too. Boondocks is kind of funny. Like FMA Brotherhood's pretty good, too. FMA Brotherhood. So the first season. See, why does it have a name like that? So Full Metal 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 Alchemist. Okay. The first one, it it goes through the storyline and stuff like that, and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood actually follows like the Zanga, and then the ending's a lot different. It it basically Full Metal Brother or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Once you hit episode eight, you've already finished the whole season of the first Full Metal Alchemist. So then you have like another like forty five episodes of new content and a different storyline. Zanga is the first social media. Not Zanga. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck manga. Oh. The uh, the Japanese comic oh, the books. comic books. Yeah. yeah, the ones that you have to read backwards. Yeah, because it's fucking absurd. Yeah, yeah I get it. So, <laughs> you're not interested at I, all. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm giving you your time on the podcast. No, you can no. talk about it all no, you want. No. But you said Zanga, and I was assuming it was a race of people or something. No, and the no, whole no. time, I'm just thinking about how hard it was to try and put music on your Zanga page. Mm. <laughs> no, manga. Yes, that was my manga fault. is different. No, it's all good. Do you remember Zanga though? Like, I do. I never had one. You never had. It was one? a little dog. I I don't know about a little dog. I remember Uh I was friends with a girl who I gave a shout out to in this podcast, Lexi Spino. I was friends with her, and she had figured out how to put, um, not Coldplay, what's the band that, Lifehouse. She had figured out how to put a Lifehouse song on her profile. She couldn't hear it when she went on there, but she figured out how to do it, and I was trying so hard to put music on it, and I couldn't figure it out. And then, what's it, Bree Dieter made me a MySpace page. Holy shit, Bree Dieter, that's a name I had. Computer about programming back in the day, man. Back in the day. And then I became a wizard. I was like, you know what? I can hook you all up with backgrounds. I can put playlists on that your shit. That was the coolest shit. We can shit put too. chat rooms in your <laughs> shit. Like, I figured out how to do all that wow. shit. I was so into MySpace, and now Facebook is just king for me. We're not talking about social media. We're talking about death at a funeral. Because this is available on HBO and will always be available somewhere, do you think I should keep this disc, which takes up this amount of space, in my house? This is a physical thing in my house. Do you think we should keep it or dump it? Let's look at it this way. How much do you like that movie? A good bit, but comedies are hard to watch back to back. Like, you can't watch the same comedy over and over like we did when we were in high school. I guess uh, the way... Yeah, that's true. The way that I look at it... Wow, it even has the blockbuster. It does, and it doesn't have, like... There's the widescreen on one side and, like, the special features on the other side. If you flip it up. (laughs) So the way that I look at it is... It, do you like it enough that, like, it, look at it as a collectible item? Yes. Do you keep it? I have enough collections, I think. I, I guess think, that's the purpose of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to dump this one, All unless right. you can come up with a better reason not to, but I think that we got to dump it. I can't. All right. I mean, it's great, but if you're not going to collect... 
collect it more or less and what what is the point of collecting it at this point when it's available everywhere exactly all righty everybody so i want to thank the jazz june for the use of our theme song viva la speed metal off of the album the medicine it's some really good music some rock and roll it's gotten me through some hard times because they got a little bit of that emo flair to them they're very very good i recommend highly you check them out have you ever heard of them Mm -hmm. they're very good what is it uh it's they're called the jazz june Yes, they're on Spotify. Check them out. They're very good. The song that we use for our theme song is called Viva La Speed Metal. It's off the album The Medicine. That whole album is just so damn good. Hmm. I also want to thank The Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity. We use that to bring us in and out of the ad spots and end every episode. You can find this bouncy EDM music on YouTube. He recommends that because I think he gets money off of YouTube more so than anything. I could be wrong. If you want to email me, hit me up at discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget the little pee-pee in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the disc dump. I'm putting a lot of, of uh, exclusive stuff on there, and I'm talking to other podcasts a lot on there right now. I'm slowly but surely getting a little bit of a following on there, finally. Uh, on Instagram, I'm discdumppodcast with two Ps again. And on Facebook, of course, I have the Disc Dump Podcast page, but also there is the group, the Disc Dump Podcast Fans. It's a great place to start a discussion, talk to guests like Tanner and other guests that we've had, and uh, maybe it's basically the best way to get a hold of me because I'm on Facebook all the time. (laughs) And then last but not least, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tanner. What kind of recommendations do you have for the audience? None at all. I don't have any. <laughs> full Metal Alchemist. Oh, well, yeah. If we're getting into all that, yeah, anything, definitely. Anything I at mean, all. Full Metal Alchemist. If you're going to watch animes, Full Metal Alchemist is the best place to start, especially if you're like in your 20s. It, it's a great storyline. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else to recommend. So thank you so much for doing this with me, Tanner. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.